All right, welcome into the Golf Preview Podcast and RJ Bell's Dream Preview. I'm your host, Will Doctor. Great to have you aboard uh, as I give you all the picks and predictions you need heading into the fifth major uh, at TPC Sawgrass for the Players' Championship. $25 million purse this week, so a lot to get to. Uh, but let's start with the PGA Tour designated events announcement. The PGA Tour announced last Wednesday, uh, right after I recorded uh, last week's uh, Arnold Palmer preview. They announced the changes that would kick into gear starting uh, in 2024. Commissioner Jay Monahan unveiled a revamped schedule that he said will, uh, quote unquote, transform and set the future direction uh, for the PGA Tour. And uh, we'll start with the most talked about change, which is the eight to 10 elevated events where the field size will be re- reduced uh, to between 70 and 80 players with. The 36-hole cut being eliminated. Now, what fans who enjoy the 36-hole cut, like myself, uh, need to understand is that the cut is only being taken away uh, from a small percentage of tournaments on the schedule. And you'll still see a full field and cut at the halfway point of, of the players, at the major championships, and in the FedEx Cup playoffs. Uh, you know, the idea uh, of taking away uh, cuts for events like Bay Hill and Riviera is so sponsors and and the working class fans. So Barney at the bar uh, can take Johnny uh, and, and, and guarantee that the best players in the world uh, will be around for the weekend. A lot of fans don't have the ability to get to tournaments uh, on Thursdays and Fridays because of word conflict, and this takes away that issue as far as the elevated events are concerned. I enjoy uh, 36 hole cuts as much as anyone. I, I love the climax. It creates the midway point of a golf tournament. I loved watching Tiger uh, grind it out on Friday at Riviera just to play the weekend. But the top 20 players in the world uh, agreed upon this. Jordan Spieth and Xander Schauffele both said this change uh, was needed to assure fans uh, they would get the best product every weekend. And for eight to 10 events per year, that's exactly what's going to be guaranteed. Roy McIlroy said, uh, and I quote, when I tune into a Tampa Bay Buccaneers game, I expect to see Tom Brady throw a football. When I tune into a Formula One race, I expect to see Lewis Hamilton in a car. Uh, he said, sometimes what's happened on the PGA tour is we all act independently and we sort of have our own schedules. And that means we never really get together all that often. I think what came out of the meeting last week and what Jay, uh, was up here announcing is the fact that we've all made a commitment to get together, uh, more often to make the product more compelling, close quote. Now, some of the, some of the clowns uh, from the Live Circus had a field day with this announcement. We heard Ian Poulter uh, and Lee Westwood react to the PGA Tour's announcement. Both Poulter and Westwood uh, implied that the PGA Tour stole the uh, model of the Live Golf, which is which is actually hilarious because uh, number one, the PGA Tour has always had a few no cut events thrown in the schedule. How about Kapalua this year? How about the CJ Cup this year? What about the World Golf Championships? Number two, even though there won't be a cut in the eight to 10 elevated events and the field size will still will be reduced to between 70 and 80 players, there's still a way to 
earn a spot into these fields as opposed to live, which is only 40 players by invitation, you can still qualify through the PGA tour. You can still qualify through the corn Ferry tour. Uh, you know, you can play well on PGA tour. You, you know, you finished first in, uh, on PGA tour. You, the college rankings, regarding you're on the PGA tour. Uh, and if you consistently play well on the PGA tour, you will be in those elevated events. You can still qualify for the PGA Tour by finishing top 10 on the European Tour money list. You know, the Live Golf invite-only model still has zero resemblance to the PGA Tour ecosystem that produces an everlasting carousel of talent. Me and me and, and AJ and Scott were talking about it earlier on, on AM. Live has caused a good reaction from the PGA Tour. The models are not the same. But the PGA Tour has adjusted in ways that are positive. If you are a member of the PGA Tour, if you are a member of the Corn Ferry Tour, you get a stipend of 500K uh, to begin the season. That would not have happened without Liv. Good reactions, still no comparisons as far as the, the model is concerned. You'll still get the traditional full field 36-hole cut golf event for more than 50% of the PGA Tour events on the schedule. And the top 20 players in the world are required to play at least three PGA Tour events that are not elevated. So it's not that huge of a change. Enough of the schedule. Let's get to the players' picks. Uh, you know, the API was a good week for Dreamers. It would have been great had Tyrell Hatton won. Uh, but we still come out plus units for the first time since Torrey Pines. A little bit of a rough stretch there. Scheffler finished top 10. Canley and Hatton both finished top 20. And we successfully faded Morikawa with Homa. Uh, and Shafle. We did not hit either Hatton nor Mitchell as winners. Uh, and Matthew Fitzpatrick finished three behind Jordan Spieth as we lost that matchup. So still a lot of work to do to get back in positive units for the season. We'll get after it today, starting with the top six favorites, and then we'll move into the matchups and the picks to place. I'll give you my dark horse lineup and scoring prediction for the week, and I'll send you on with a best bet. All right, let's get started with the the favorites for the Players' Championship. I'll give you, we'll go through uh, the first six. We'll start with Rory McIlroy at plus 900 on BetOnline, Bovada, MGM, or Bet365. And Rory had just about every chance to win and recapture world number one uh, on Sunday at Bay Hill. Uh, and the reoccurring theme for Rory has been struggling with the putter, and that continued last week. He, he picked up... Uh, shots on the field on the greens. But if you watch Sunday, you saw Rory miss short par putts at one and two. He did a good job getting a few back at the end of the front nine. But, you know, coming down the stretch, missed left with his approaches and his drives on 14 and 15, which cost him the tournament. But, you know, a ton of positives to take away from Rory, I start with that from last week. Great week overall with the irons. Great week overall with the driver. But there's no question that Rory has lost a bit of an edge with his putter over the last three events. I want to reiterate: he didn't lose strokes on the greens last week, but there were obvious short misses through the tournament that cost Rory. And when you talk about what it takes to win the players this week, and what it's going to take to win at Augusta in less than a month. Well, those putts need to fall. We've talked a lot about the great things that putting guru, uh, now NBC broadcaster, Brad Faxton, uh, the good things that he's done w with Rory's putting, you know, but Faxton made his 
NBC broadcast debut at the AP. Uh, did a phenomenal job, but it'll be interesting to see if Faxon's broadcast schedule is going to interfere with Rory's practice schedule. It might be a stretch of the take, but man, was Rory really putting well at the end of the summer and into the fall. And I just wonder if they get to see each other as much, if they get to work with each other as much with Fox getting ramped up for the broadcast. So I'm going to pass on Rory this week at plus 900. We move on to John Rahm at 10 to 1 on Bet Online. You know, Rahm came out firing with a round of seven under Bay Hill last week, held the lead to begin the second round. And, you know, after the after that second round beat him up, he, you know, he was dropping F bombs in the post round pressers, you know, in the in the Friday press conference. And then the driver would go on to let Rom down over the weekend. But uh, you know, man, when Rom held the lead after the first round, it made me think about the conversation we had last week regarding Rom having the hottest start to the season uh since Miller in seventy five. I was thinking about Rom's path to nine PGA tour victories. He would have had four on the season with the win at Bay Hill. But, you know, I honestly believe that this week will give us a great preview of what to expect from Ram at the Masters in a month. I think he wins one more time before that, the WGC Dell match play in Austin two weeks before Augusta. But that's match play format. You know, the question this week with Ram is can he clear out what happened last week at Bay Hill and play well? at a place in TPC Sawgrass where he's knocked on the door of victory multiple times. And in particular, can he drive it well after spraying it all over the lot at Bay Hill last week? Because you can't miss fairways at Sawgrass. It's scorable if you're hitting fairways because it's soft and overseeded. But understand that this property is 400 acres of swamp. If Rom drives it like he did last week, he won't place. Now, I don't want to get carried away with Rom's driving performance last week because it was the first time he lost shots with the driver since the Scottish Open, and that's a long time. That was in July. Rom has had his chances to win at Sawgrass before. He stood on the 10th tee box in 2021 with an excellent chance to win. Ended up finishing ninth. And it's the iron play that has historically let him down when he hasn't played well at Sawgrass. But I'm going to go ahead and trust that that driving performance from Rom last week was a fluke. And I'll go ahead and play world number one Rom at a plus 115 to top 10 over on bet365 for my first pick to place of the day. We move on to uh, Scotty Scheffler, 11 to 1 on bet365, bet online, and MGM. And Scotty was another guy whose putting completely let him down last week, especially on Sunday. It's interesting. I looked at this yesterday. Scheffler has only had two bad driving and approach weeks over his last 25 starts. You know, he didn't drive it well at Southern Hills for the PGA and missed the cut. And he hit his irons like shit at the St. Jude where he also missed the cut. But other than that, he struck it phenomenally in every one of his last 25 starts. His putting has been a different story. Scheffler has lost strokes on the greens in 12 of his last 25 starts. That is, you know, shocking for someone who in that span won four events and has been in and out of world number one. You know, looking back 
reflecting after last week, reflecting on Scheffler after last week. He wins the Travelers. He wins the Tour Championship. He wins the Houston Open. Probably wins the American Express in Palm Springs. And definitely wins last week's Arnold Palmer with average putting performances. You're, you're probably looking at a Tiger-esque 2000 year from Scheffler over these last two seasons. Had he even put average at, you know, what, five of these other events where he couldn't, he couldn't seal a deal? I'll be out on Scheffler this week and we'll fade him in, in a matchup. I think Scheffler, to repeat, uh, especially with Rory's putting, you know, who knows what the situation on that is. You know, we we have a we have a, a Masters Futures pick on Rory. But I'm starting to think Scheffler, to repeat, will be a serious option at Augusta in a month. I love the way Scheffler's been visiting Augusta prior to the event to get the sentimental emotions out of the way. He says when it's go time, he understands that the target is on his back as the defending champion, and, and he'll only be focused on winning and not caught up in remembering last year. And you know that's the mindset that gets you in the conversation with Jack Nicholas and Arnold Palmer, as Brandel Chambly was talking about over the weekend. But as far as this week is concerned, I'm a pass and fade on Scheffler for the players. All right, we move along to Patrick Canley, 18 to 1 on Bet Online, MGM, Bavada at that 365. And you got to love where world number four Canley is at with this game. He's been right there of his last two starts. He was brilliant from T to green en route to a third place finish Riviera and tied for fourth at the AP last week. It's interesting because in Canley's first two starts playing at TPC Sawgrass. He finished 22nd, 23rd. That was 2017, 2018. But in four starts at the players since, he's not made the cut, which is shocking. But I still love Canley this week. I will have, you know, a winning ticket on him at 18 to 1, just playing. You know, you look at the last four weeks and he he's he's on one. Uh, you know, to be fair, you know, looking at last year, he got absolutely hosed in a bad draw. Remember the wins Friday morning in Pontevedra last year uh, made the course literally unplayable. Um, you know, he was one of those players who did not make it through those blistering wins in the second round of last year's players. Weather looks a lot better this year. My scoring prediction will be somewhere between 15 and 18 under, but you cannot argue. Uh, with the way world number four Patrick Canley has been playing over the last three weeks, especially the last two. Did an excellent job uh, making the trip from Riviera to the Florida Swing, getting adapted to Bermuda Grass, and he was ready to roll for the Arnold Palmer last week. was right there. Had, had a lot of good chances, played well on Sunday. So there you go. First winning ticket of the week is, is Patrick Canley on bet online or MGM, or Bovada, or Bet365. Now, one guy that did make it through the blistering wins Friday of last year at TPC Sawgrass would be world number nine, Justin Thomas, at 20-1 to 1 on Bovada or Bet Online. Remember, JT was you know piercing stingers all over Sawgrass last year. He finished 33rd, which was actually good. Uh, considering the conditions he had to play through. I mean, Kepka didn't make it through. Cantlay didn't make it through. Morikawa didn't make it through. JT was the only one that had those shots in his arsenal that could survive a very windy day at Sawgrass. 
This is his playground. He, he's an artist that has every shot in the bag, which is why he gets put in the conversation with Tiger as far as talent Billy is concerned. And the common theme for JT at Sawgrass is that he, for the most part, has putted well every year he's played this event. And I say that because, you know, we've been keeping an eye on JT's putting over the last five events after he was fiddling with the with the flat stick uh, in Hawaii. We saw him pick up strokes on the greens at Bay Hill. Looks very comfortable with the transition to Bermuda greens coming off the West Coast swing. Uh, listen, it's very rare for me to have two winners come out of the favorites, uh, but two of uh, my three outrights this week will will come out of this top six. One is Canlay, and the other, of course, is JT at 20 to 1 on Bovada or Bet Online. Let's wrap it up. Uh, let's wrap up the favorites with Max Homa at 22 to 1 on Bet 365 or Bet Online. And I'm out on Homa this week. Number one, historically, Homa has had a real tough time with this transition from Bent to Bermuda. I know we took him last week in a matchup over Morikawa, which cashed. Uh, but that was a special situation because we knew Morikawa was very prone to throwing up on himself on the greens at Bay Hill. Now that same matchup will be available again on Bet Online with Homa being a uh, a one twenty five favorite over Morikawa. But I'm a pass on both those guys this week. You look at Homa's resume at Bay Hill, at Valspar, at Sawgrass, and at the Masters, unfortunately, and he's had a real tough time on the greens at every one of those courses. All right, let's move along into the matchups for the players. We'll start with Justin Thomas over Scotty Scheffler at plus 120 on FanDuel. And, you know, the bottom line is Scheffler is yet to finish better than 55th in three starts at TPC Zagras. You understand he was very close to winning last week and very close to returning to world number one. But this is a golf course that he has had a very tough time putting it all together. And, you know, so have a lot of players. It's... It's the toughest golf course on tour to put it all together from tee to green. But the guy who hasn't struggled too much here is Justin Thomas. Yeah, he hasn't had, JT hasn't had a dream start to the season, but he has five top 25s and six starts and has yet to miss a cut. He's a past champion at the players, and I have all the confidence in the world on him this week and every edition of the players for the rest of his career based on how he handled the storms last year. What did I tell you? Kepka, Cantlay, Morikawa, they were all in a battle. They were all in the battle on Friday. And all of them missed the cut. JT didn't. JT did not. He was right there through 36 holes last week after firing a second round 67. He wasn't able to keep it going through the weekend, but I love his chances. So, the first matchup of the week will be Justin Thomas over Scotty Scheffler, plus 120 on FanDuel. Second one for the players will be Sung JM over Will Zalatoris, minus 105 on Circa. And Sung JM is the type of player you want in your lineup this week because he's only lost shots off the tee in two of his last 25 events. One of those was at the Sony where he missed the cut, and the other one was where he didn't drive it well at Torrey Pines for the Farmers and still managed to put together a fourth-place finish. Pretty impressive. He struggled with the putter Riviera and at the Honda, uh, but recovered well at Bay Hill last week where he finished 21st. 
you know, Sung Jae's best finish at the players was 17th back in 2021. Uh, but the rest of his course history sort of looks like Cantlay's around here. But the reason I trust Sung Jae is he's never had a bad driving week around Sawgrass. It's always been the iron play or the putting that has gotten him in trouble around the swamp. And I love his numbers in those statistical denominations as of late. You know, as for Zal, who we're fading, you know, he hasn't been impressive in, in four of the last five weeks. Great fourth place finish Riviera three weeks ago. But other than that, he finished 36th in what was a you know a decent week in Palm Springs, just didn't just didn't make enough butts. You know, Zal threw up on himself off the tee at Torrey Pines and route to a miscut. And he did not perform well around the greens, around the grainy collars and, and, and greens at Bay Hill. So uh, my second matchup of the week will be Sung JM over Will Zao Torres, minus 105. On Circa, we move into the picks to place for the week. My first one already discussed with you, John Rom, top 10, plus 115 on bet 365. Number two is going to be Shane Lowry, top 20, plus 225 on bet online. And... We're getting a great price on Lowry after a 67th place finish at Bay Hill. But what you have to understand is that Lowry never plays well at Bay Hill. In fact, 67th was his best career finish there at Arnie's place. He's missed the cut every other time he's played. You know, he's a guy who shows up at specific venues, and TPC Sawgrass is one of them. Tita Green, he's played flawless in Ponte Vedra the last two years. Eighth in 2021, where he actually missed the cut at the AP a week before, a la what he's about to do this week. And he finished 13th at 2022 players last year. And listen, Lowry had two great starts prior to the AP last week. Finished 14th at Genesis and top five at the Honda. I love the Irishman this week. I have Shane Lowry. Uh, top 20 plus 225 on bet online uh, for my last pick to place. I'll have one more for you in my sleeper. But we move along into the winners. I've discussed the first two Patrick Cantlay at 18 to 1 on MGM and Justin Thomas at 20 to 1 on Bavada. I have three for you though this week. My last one's going to be Jason Day at 36 to 1 on FanDuel. Four career top 10s, four day at Sawgrass. And Jay Day has been automatic with the driver and putter of the last five events. I mean automatic, which is why he's sixth in strokes gain total on the PGA Tour. It's phenomenal to see him re-enter the top 50 in the world. We should get to see him at the Masters. And I think this week there's a great chance we see a similar story with Day that we got with 42-year-old Justin Rose at Pebble Beach. Day, not that old. He's 35. But you get my point. It's been a while. And I'm going to give you more of a feel on Day in the best bet, uh, we move on to the dark horse, who's going to be Ben Griffin, uh, top twenty plus seven hundred on Bet three six five. And listen, I, I've really, I've really come to enjoy you know the story of twenty six year old Ben Griffin. It's just incredible. Has a great college career in North Carolina. Griffin then turns pro and plays in Canada and on the Corn Ferry Tour for a couple of years, and then he quits. He quits and takes up a day to day job for a year. Didn't like that, obviously. You know, who wants to be a suit? Griffin returned to the Corn Ferry Tour in 2022 and qualified for the PGA Tour, where he's now ranked 35th on the FedEx Cup standings. 
know, those are the stories you are fighting at the live circus simply because there's no way to qualify. You, you don't get the grinders. You don't get the Kirk Kitayama story. But, you know, I digress. Ben Griffin didn't waste any time at all racking up the FedEx Cup points to start the year. Third in Bermuda, 16th in Houston, 12th at Sony. And he has had a great start to the Florida Swing with good finishes at the Honda and at Bay Hill. And you might ask, what's he doing so well? Well, number one, he plays extremely well on Bermuda grass. And number two, over his last two starts, he's driven it well and putted it beautifully. Two aspects that will translate very well at TPC Sawgrass. So my dark horse for the week is going to be Bing Griffin, top 20 plus 700 on bet 365. We move along into my lineup for the week. Number one is going to be Sung J.M., uh, who I absolutely love. We have in a matchup over over Zalatoris. Number two is going to be Victor Hovland, who's fresh off a of top 10 at Bay Hill, putting it a lot better as of late. Still some issues with the chipping, but he's also hitting his irons phenomenally. Uh, has had some good starts here uh, over the past several weeks. 20th at, at Riviera, 10th uh, at the AP last week. Picked up you know a shot and a half with the driver last week at the AP. Victor did so. Uh, playing well, he's going to be number two on my lineup. Shane Lauer will be number three. Jason Day will be number four. Number five is going to be Ricky Fowler, who's won this tournament before, uh, made the cut last week at the AP, starting to trend, Ricky. He's not at the point that Day is at yet, but he's starting to trend. Watch those two guys. They both came out of like, – they both they both came up in the professional ranks at the exact same time, turned pro the same year. Jason Day and Ricky Fowler, they're four and five. On my lineup, and number six, of course, will be Ben Griffin. He's been an absolute dog for me in my lineups. And, you know, playing extremely well. Loves the Bermuda grass. Um, my horse for the week. So he's going to be number six. It'll be Sung J.M., Victor Hovland, Shane Lowry, Jason Day, Ricky Fowler, and Ben Griffin. Scoring prediction for this week. I'm going to go with 17 under uh, weather looks good. You know, I heard from, you know, Keegan Bradley said on, on uh, in, a, in a press conference earlier today, you know, greens are soft and overseeded. If you can just hit fairways and greens, there's going to be a lot of makeable opportunity, really just fairways. Um, you know, you, you, there's some, there's some flexibility to miss some greens. You cannot miss fairways, um, you know, on this, on this 400 acre property. That's, that's mostly water. So, uh, 17 under will be my number for the week. We move into the best bet, which is going to be uh, Jason Day top 20 plus 150 on bet 365. And, you know, I, I told you in the winners, Jason Day is back, you know, after his a big run in 2015, where he won the PGA at a series of back injuries and really struggled to stay at the top. Uh, he's now working with a new coach. Um, and over his last 10 events, he's only finished worse than 21st on one occasion. And that was at the RSM Classic in the fall. Played beautifully on the West Coast swing. And he transitioned well to Florida and route to, to the place finished last week at Bay Hill. And, you know, as, as far as a day's comfort on this golf course and in Florida is concerned, this is an Aussie who won the players in the Arnold Palmer Invitational in the same year in 2016. And he knows what it takes. When he gets rolling around around Florida, you know, watch out. Uh, his iron play has been dialed over the last four events, and he's ranked 14th on tour in putting right now. Love Jason Day. He's my best bet. That'll be Jason Day top 20 at plus 150 on bet 365. Four.
All right, a quick break from the golf to tell you about my coupon code to go buy picks over on pregame.com. My coupon code for this week is PLAYER20. That's PLAYER20 for 20% off all listeners of this golf podcast. Listen, uh, good fella, 11-1 in college hoops this week, this year. Uh, Fezzik, 14-3-1 in XFL this year. McKenzie Rivers, 20-4 and in NBA. Uh, you know, these guys are the real deal. Go buy their picks right now. No, 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 no. Right when you hear this, go buy their picks and use my coupon code for 20% off. That's players to zero. Pregame.com will give you a free $25 site purchase just for signing up. Signing up takes 90 seconds and you can take advantage of being a site member by making and tracking your own picks. You can post your own picks and analysis in our pregame.com forums. Draw a following and become a valued member. Sign up today and receive $25 site credit purchase uh, for premium picks from one of pregame's very own professional handicappers. Get your free best bet today. All right, back to the golf. All right, guys, one more thing before I let you go. Let me get you a first-round leader pick for this week. I'm going to go with Victor Hovland uh, at 45-1. to 1. You know, this is a guy who uh, really starting to putt well. And when you look back at his resume over, you know, the, some of these courses in Florida and, and courses that – the half Bermuda grass, like TPC sawgrass, he's an excellent putter um, on these surfaces. So I, I feel the birdies will come in bunches, and I think it's going to come fairly quickly as he's coming in off, you know, a, a great you know st- streak of tournaments, four tournaments in his last five starts where he's hit his irons and his drivers extremely well. <clears throat> so my. Uh, the first round leader pick will be Victor Hovland at 45 to one on DraftKings Sportsbook. And that will do it for the players preview. Any questions you can find me on Twitter at drmedia59. And I'll be in Tampa next week for the Valspar Championship. So I'll be bringing you, you know, all the coverage from there. I'm Will Doctor. We'll talk next week on the Golf Preview Podcast or IJ Bell's Dream Preview.